Welcome, everyone. We're about to begin. Be'ezus Hashem, BPJ number 28. That's by Pnimi Joint Group for both men and women, Shear number 28. We're talking about the eight, book, Eight Dates by John Gottman and his wife, Julie Schwartz Gottman. There's another couple also, Doug and Rachel Abrams. They wrote this book, a fascinating, great book about how to have eight different types of meaningful conversations and setting up date nights for them. Now, for many of you and many of us, busy couples, and you have children, Kanai Nahara, and, um, it's, and, and it's difficult to get out and get babysitters and work out to have a date night alone between the two of you. It's still worth it to do everything you can to try to get that to that point where you're able to do so, even if it's just for two hours, three hours, to really connect in this ways that we're going to discuss in this uh, book and then these upcoming shiurim, but what you can do realistically, if it's too much of a drain to do that or it's too difficult, then you work out those date nights at home. The younger kids try to get them to sleep early, um, sometimes occasionally parcel them out uh, if they're a little bit older, uh, some nights to be with friends, whatever it is, to do everything you can to have even a, have a very uh, certain relaxed, uninterrupted um two-hour gap at home somehow at uh, once a week uh, at night at home or to work it out to somehow um, give um, give that date night um, outside. If you do it at home or whether you do it at, 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 at outside, um, what you do is you push off, let's say, the idea of the laundry you have to do or the finances or or, or any other type of things that you have to do Um and the shopping, whatever it is, and you do it other nights, and you say this night, one night a week designated, this is going to be the night where we connect. They're planned and they're prioritized as a very important part of your life and of your marriage. And um, you, you, what, what happens a lot is because of the normal stresses in life or because a person's serious about his tachlis in life. So the idea of having a j- joyful, fun, playful, connecting with each other type of a connection on a date night becomes one of those last items on the to-do list because it is, you know, something there's so many other things that you have to do that you feel that achrayas for, that this seems to be, for many, a bittelsman, or, or I could be doing so much now and it's going to pull, pull, push me back. And we have to really um, change that mode of thinking because that, if, if one does not do this, as we'll explain in, in Metzeshem, the upcoming Shiurim, it will, there'll be a more drifting apart and a discontent and certainly a growing apart. So again, so even if you must stay at home, or you prefer staying at home rather than trying to get babysitters or trying to find a place to go out. Sometimes it's hotter, let's say, in the cold winter, uh, rainy, sleety nights where, uh, you know, at least in the spring, summer, you could walk uh, in these nice parks and so on and so forth. The winter, you can't. Either you try to find a place out out, out somehow, but if not, make it in, in the home as well to do your best to do that. Um, one of these couples that wrote this book, they had a, a situation, their names are Rachel and Doug Abrams. They were married already together for over 30 years. 
and she had even residency at some point when she was very young, when they first were dating and going out, that she had to work 110 hours a week as a medical residency, and the husband also was working two jobs, commuting. It was extremely difficult to connect, but they made sure the same thing, that once a week they would get together for a date night, even with that crazy, crazy, hectic schedule. And that's what got them to get married. That's what got them to remain connected. And the idea behind it, this date night again, is you pre-plan time where the two of you leave your work life, you leave your work in home life, and set a time focusing on each other. And what you do is you really, really listen and you really, really talk to each other in a very meaningful way. It's not about, let's say, in secular world, the two of you sitting together and watching a television show or a movie, or even if the both of you listen to a share together, uh, you know, on, online, and you do that together. That's a beautiful thing, by the way. That's a separate thing where when you do things together like that, and then you could discuss, uh, you watch a share together, you discuss it, or a healthy type of a film, you discuss it. That's also a way of bonding, but that's not the date nights we're talking about here. Here, it's a special time set aside just for the two of you to connect. It's a sacred, holy time. And you move the electronics, you put it at home, you shut the phone off completely, Check in only after the date is over. And you learn how to plan for it, to look forward to it. After a while, you get excited about it. And and that's very, very important. You had uh, John and Julie Gottman, they're the ones, the main authors of these books. They also say the same thing. They have a unique relationship because that they work daily together. And they daily have intense conversations and debates and so on and so forth. So for them, it's, it's even more of a challenge. How do you pull away? We talk so much about our life together in the professional world. And never because we write together, design workshops together. Um, we discuss therapeutic interventions for the couples that we deal with. And we share our points of view. And to do that date night, to separate it out from the professional going into the personal is a challenge. And many of us in our own married life have the same idea. We may not be like this John and Julie Gottman where we're actually in business together. But nevertheless, at home, when we even when we're a healthy marriage and we're a team, what are we talking about? Juggling the kids, working out the bills together, working out the shopping together, what's needed, and all these things which are beautiful, beautiful things to discuss and communicate about. They're all very healthy, important ingredients in marriage, like we discussed in many, many shiurim. But it's difficult. We have to still nevertheless say on this date night that we're going to do, whether at home or or outside, but these two-hour, three-hour slot, whatever we're doing, we consciously separate ourselves out of our professional life out of the even the, the, the children aspects and the builds aspects or the other things going on. And they used to do this. They used to go to a particular place. The waiters knew they ordered a, 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 the same thing every time, whatever it is. It's a ritual that they had once a week. And in that uh, two-hour slot or whatever they did, they talked with each other, personal, personal things, did not discuss work life at all, asked open-ended questions about each other on a personal hands, hold hands across the table, flirting, laughing from people. They're not comfortable doing so or they feel it's inappropriate. Under the table, you hold hands, whatever you need to do. Whatever it is that creates that connection, a special time for communicating what's in your hearts and 
and and and they save their work debates for after this meeting or you could you have important things to talk about regarding children or other things even things that are let's say that we discuss when we have a problem we don't want to bury it under the rug and we health in a healthy way like we discussed in many shiurim um uh, that that in a healthy way you discuss problems that's not for this date night that's a separate conversation that you have on other nights this night is not about that it's about really truly connecting so remember we understand and they acknowledge that there's a lot of things that could hold back these these date nights number one is life is incredibly busy that's the bottom line or a person's a ben taira, he has a kviyasitim and he has a shear, and he don't want to, doesn't want to be masik his shear or the siddharam that he has. Again, you could ask your, your, your rabbonim. I think most of, most of the rabbonim that you confide in and talk about, talk to, will agree with this, that somehow, somewhere with your kviyasitim and going to your shiurim and setting up times, how every minute is precious to you, and you're using your time healthily and wisely, this is a, extremely healthy and wise way to spend your time. You work around it. You, you're mashlim before or after, but during that time of the two, three hour, even four hour at times, makes whatever it is, date nights that you open up completely and it's just for her and her just for him, personal in a loving way that keeps the marriage going. Once you get used to it, like we're going to discuss in the upcoming shiur, shiurim, all the details of what you could fill these date nights with, with these eight conversations and all the details behind it, Be'ezus Hashem. And it doesn't have to be expensive when you go out. Let's say in the spring, summertime, you take a, 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 or Sunday afternoon, if you're able to get it out, the kids are a little older, they're in school, or you have, and the baby, you could, you have the situation where your 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 mother or sibling could take the baby for, for, for a few hours, and you're alone, you pack a picnic, you go for a walk, you sit in the park. There's endless ways to spend time together without having to spend money or to overspend money. And again, you do all these things. It's interesting that that the the, the, the Gottmans, they, they had a cheap date when they couldn't afford it. They got dressed up. They went to a beautiful hotel lobby. They pretend they were the host guests in a beautiful lobby. Um and 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 at one point they would sit in front of a fireplace there and to buy a drink and they would talk and have open ended conversations. It's another eight. So sometimes you know these these dating places. As long as you don't sit around observing dates and making observations about this, but I'm just saying there's hotels that allow this, and you order a drink or two drinks, whatever it is, and you go to one of those lobbies. Just like the dates go on dates in those places, a married couple could do the same thing. They go to these places, these nice hotel lobbies. They buy a drink, they sit down, and they have a meaningful conversation. Child care, we understand, is, a, is an issue. Um, but there's ways to get around it also, to work it through, to try to get that. So the idea behind this also is um, to... to um, Now we're going to talk about the Etzem conversations. And we're going to um, copy a PDF here about four skills of intimate conversations that is a guideline, one of those helpful guidelines that will help. You take it with you, and we'll, and you know, as we go through these eight conversations, these eight dates, you could go back to these four skills, and you get better at it. Again, everything we talk about are doable, learnable skills. The first skill, we're going to take four separate skills. The skill number one 
is putting into words what you are feeling and to express yourself. I feel accepted or I feel unaccepted. Again, the date nights is honest conversations. So sometimes it may be somewhat, um, you know, painful in the sense that you're expressing something. If someone, let's say, is feels uh, lonely, um, so it's not like you're discussing your all your life's problems, but your inner feelings about it sometimes, yes, of course you discuss. You're open with one another. You try to keep it in a positive light also. Even when you're talking about, let's say, I'm afraid of certain things and I need to work on my amuna, or sometimes I feel neglected. But again, you, you talk about it, not to the extent where your whole date night is about working out the issues between one another, but to honestly express yourself. So put into words what you're feeling. You know, uh, I, I, I feel um, appreciated by you or by work or by everything, and I'm grateful to HaKadosh Baruch for everything he does for me. You could discuss that. Or sometimes I feel unappreciated or undervalued, and I, I sometimes have difficulty feeling good about myself when other people don't acknowledge it. And you're honest with each other, and you become... And you talk about whether you're comfortable or not so comfortable about things. If you feel alone or lonely or you feel connected um, uh, or, and so on and so forth. So that's skill number one. Because, and especially this is true with many, many men. Many men have difficulty expressing in words how they're feeling. Women have an easier time with it. Now, it, women have to be careful the other way around where they don't go overboard in their flowing of their emotions to a point where they're all over the place or, or, or really getting, you know, overly emotional about things and they need to sort of pull back and focus on the specific emotion and feeling they're feeling about now and express it in a, in a very calm, clear way. That's the, generally speaking, the woman's um, challenge to do this, to put into words what they are feeling because they may bring out, because they're so multifaceted that they may talk, have like 10 different topics in their head. And they need to zoom in on, okay, but this is primarily what I need to, what I'm feeling now and what I want to express now. And you zoom in on that. So when the women stereotypically need to narrow it down to the, to the primary feeling that they have and put those, wor- those feelings into words. On the men's side, they have the opposite problem sometimes because they have trouble verbalizing things. And they need to work on verbalizing it, especially towards their wives. A lot of them feel uncomfortable expressing. So that's skill number one, which is extremely important. It's a real connective force. When a man who usually doesn't like talking about things, about what's going on deep inside them, and they confide to their wives, most wives are are thrilled and are happy and are embracing on the fact that my husband's talking to me. He's sharing feelings with me. He's putting his feelings into words and expressing them to me. That's skill number one. Skill number two is to ask open-ended questions. This is a real key to be curious, to be interesting, to create a hischatshus. For example, what are you feeling? Um, uh, what would you really like to say? I hear you said you, you. I know you have mixed feelings about things or the particular thing you're talking about. What are your mixed feelings about? Uh, what values do you value? Who in among your friends or female, if you're talking to your wife, your female um, friends or mentors that you really admire? Who would you like? Who who would you feel based on the people you know or the history of biographies you read of women uh, um, that you would do you would admire? And the a wife asks this of the husband: Who do you admire more? It goes both ways. Um, and 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 um, 
and, and so on and so forth. If and then you could have these imaginary things, like let's say we wouldn't have to worry about finances. We're all torrid. What would the both of us, if we don't, wouldn't have to worry about oil haparnasa, and we had more time and everything? What? How would we together? How would we together as a couple want to live as a married couple together? What are our goals together? So that's skill number two, developing that open-ended conversation. This skill number two is extremely, extremely um, key to create a hischatshis. Skill number three is um, you make exploratory statements to help open up your husband's feeling or your wife's feelings during a conversation. And you read it inside. I'm just explaining a few of them. So you're talking... So that your wife or husband's talking to you and you're saying, okay, I, I hear you. You're very clear. So you could continue. Or help me understand this a little better. Could you explain it a little more to me? Or, you know, you look, you, you mentioned you're vaguely that you're concerned about something. Let me know. What are you concerned about? Um, and things like that. It's a little different than open-ended questions. Here is when they're already having a conversation and you make these statements. Um, you could talk, I'm listening now, um, take whatever time you need, you tell you tell him or her, or with your major priorities on this date night, what do you want to discuss, let's talk about it, or you're being very clear and you could go on, or could you elaborate a little more because I don't have the full picture yet. So that is skill number three, and skill number four is empathetic statements, expressing Tolerance, empathy, understanding towards your husband and wife. You're making total sense. I understand how you feel. And read it inside what I'm saying. I'm reading a few of them out there. I see you're in pain. I understand fully where you're going, what you're going through. I'm on your side. I'm on your team. I see how this could be hurtful for you to you, or I support your decision. Or that could be uh, scary if she's, he or she is talking about a certain event. I could see that how that upset you. Or I could see the other way around in a positive sense. I see how that made you feel good. And you validate by putting empathy into the conversations. And that is very, very key. And Metashem, in the next year, we're going to talk about the art of listening. And we're going to talk about that first date, the first conversation that you have. Um, you know, and, and we're going to go forward from this. And really, really, these shiurim... A lot of them lately have been very exercise-oriented where you actually practice these things. So remember, even if you, number one is if you could really commit to get out one night a week for the three three hours or Sunday afternoons if you can, to get out alone. And and, and, and uh, if you can't, then at home you push off your other tasks to other nights, you shear them to other nights, and that one night you designate with one another. And you pull, take pull no phones then, no talking about the, the kids or the bills or those type of things. And just really be intent with one another and be personal with one another, open-ended questions, being curious about each other, and so on and so forth. It doesn't have to cost a lot, a lot of money like we explained. And then, we again, we print, we'll print we print the four skills of intimate conversation. Please look at it, read it. And as we go along, Belinada will always... You know, go back to this, and and uh, like I'm sure they'll do in the book as well to get these meaningful conversations going. This is one of those skills, by the way, that in the beginning may be hard, maybe you're not used to, you don't find it natural. Um, stereotypically, it doesn't always have to be this way. Again, that the woman, uh, because she's multifaceted in her mind and emotions, that 
to, to, to get her to focus on just her husband and what they're both saying on one particular subject or two particular subjects, and that's all. It's sometimes hard, but she has to sort of narrow it down on the husband's challenge stereotypically. The fact that they're having a date night. What am I doing for these three hours? It's, it's, it's not, you know, a lot of men think this is a waste of time. It is not a waste of time. Even if the conversations are more on a, on a lighter note of things and you're just connecting in a lighter way, in a fun way, it's extremely healthy. It's just as chashev as anything else. And again, it's a mitzvah she ef It's a mitzvah that only you could do, that you're mevatl tire for, because it's a mitzvah that cannot be done by anyone else. This four, three-hour slot, four-hour slot, two-and-a-half-hour slot, is mitzvah that cannot be done by anyone else other than you as a husband, for your wife, for yourself, for your marriage. It is the best thing for you, Bergashmias and Baruchnias, and is the best thing for your children and their chinech as well, like we explained many times. Brochen atzlacha.